When you raise up the candles, opposite facing the menorah, it's a difficult lashon. The seven candles shall light. Bayas came Aharon, and Aharon did that. Pirish Rashi Zal, Rashi explains, You have to light them until the flame rises of its own accord. The Lashon Baha'aloscha instead of the Lashon of Lahadlik, which is to you know, light a candle, to raise up the candle, light it until the flame is functioning and, and burning on, on its own. And then another Rashi, Baalva Yaskain Aaron Pirish Rashi, when it says Aaron did that, Rashi says, Lahagid Shavacho Shal Aaron Shaloshina, to speak the praise of Aaron who didn't change a thing. So the questions on what this means. Lahavin mahu haribusa alaron kahano karisha shaloshina. What is the chiddush to say that Aaron Cohen didn't change anything? That he's a Cohen Gadol. He's one of the greatest tzaddikim who ever lived. What does that mean? He didn't change. Why would he change something that Moshe Rabbeinu told him to do from Hashem? What famous question? Gam lahavin haloshon shenem are. Also, when it says opposite toward faith, the face of the menorah, um, the seven candles will light. Uh, if shada that means, according to how, how we understand that, that you have a candle, a flame in the center, and three on either side of it. So each three on the side, they're facing that way. The, the flame of the wick is inclined a little bit to the center one. So they're facing all toward the face of the, note, the menorah, meaning the middle candle. That's how the shot is usually pulled over. And he says like this, It should say that the six candles should light, should face toward the seven. If it's one in the middle and three on either side are facing it, it's six facing that one. Not seven candles. It doesn't face itself. It's the middle one. Shanir Hashvi, because the seventh candle, Huha Nikra Paneha Menorah. That is what is called the face of the menorah, the candle toward which the others are leaning. To understand this in a way which will help us in our Vodas Hashem. Hine Yadua, it is known, Ikr Inyan Hatifila. The essence of davening, who inyan hadavekus, is a state of closeness to God. Would it say what is tefillah? We would say davekus, clinging close intimacy with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shalzeh mora lashon tefillah. The word tefillah itself teaches this. Shehu lashon hishabrus. 
feel is the lashon of coming close, of joining. Milashon, as it says, Naftule Elohim Niftalti. That's what Leah said when Naftali was born. And she said, Naftule Elohim Niftalti, Kedapirish Rashi Zalashan. It's a lashon of drawing near to God. And the word Tefillah is related to the word Naftali, Naftule. Tefillah has many meanings, but this is one of them. Vuhu, and that is, Shabbat Hatafila, Sorech Laover Es Haava, Hamasuseres Asher Belev Kolecha Nisra. During davening, we're trying to awaken the love that we have for Hashem, which is hidden in our hearts. He said, This love is hidden in the heart of every Jew. An Ava Hamasuseres, it's born in this love for Hashem. It is a concentration of love, the point within our heart. Balatanya talks about this as well. Up until the point where we even reach a level of shedding ourselves of our physicality. And we're so completely aware of a Kadesh that we shed our physicality. And we've, we've uh, talked about that before. It's called Hispashtus Agashmas. Vahu al-Yidein Shem Mizbonein Begadlus Elokus. And this is by contemplating God's greatness. Sha'azeh Nisken Kol Seder Hatsila. Because the whole structure of davening has to do with this. Suke de Zimra, saying God's praises. And the brachos of Shema that have to do with the amazing world and universe that God created and the Malachim and the Bnei Yisrael. Shakol zehu hachana libechinas kriya Shema utfila kemavur misform kedosh. These are all preparation for coming to Shema and Shema Yisrael itself. So brachos, suket zimra, brachos kriya Shema. It's all an act of gradual elevation and preparation to be able to say the Shema and the Shema Nesra. Ba'od, achas, additionally, Sorich ha'adam lashus eitzos benavsho. Person must also uh, think of things, think of ways. He says to, to try and give oneself good counsel. Think of a good way to do this, to follow him. Asher gam achar that even when davening is over, shemuchach la'asot, b'chol b'chinas havayot where we are compelled to involve ourselves with the world, achila, mushasiya, umasa, umatan, we have to eat, we have to drink, we have to engage in business, making a parnasa. Yihya nishar zikaron beliva, the memory of our tefillah should remain with us. And I'd rather even not call it a memory. Lushan really is an impression, as we'll say in a moment. The experience of the davening itself can stay with us. So when we leave the base Midrash or the base Hakanet says, we don't leave the davening behind. We take it with us. So that we're not, you might say, uh, just simply 
reeling backwards. Veisasiyas kolanyone gashmi, when we're involved in the physical world. If we don't take the davening with us, when we then enter the world, we're, we're not going to be involved with Avodas Hashem. If we take the davening with us, then the world itself will be a chalik of our Avodas. That's the concept here, he says, of a Rishima, which means an impression. It's like when you press something on something and you take that thing away, it leaves an impression. And that remains from davening. He says something here which is very beautiful about this concept of the Rishimu. I don't recall seeing it stated in, in this way elsewhere. Any place where the Shechina has rested, it always leaves an impression. If the Shechina makes a visit, it leaves an impression. Shagam Achar Hatzvila, and that's what davening is, because when we get to Shmon Esrei, we are mamish, standing in the presence of the Shechina, for real. So the Shechina makes its presence known when we say Shmon Esrei, and when the Shechina makes its presence known, it always leaves an impression. Shagam Achar Hatzvila, Shenistalku Hamochin, even after our Mochin, you might say, our broader, deeper insights of understanding, which we have in davening. When davening is over, they depart. But the memory of those insights will remain in our heart. So that we can awaken even when we're involved in worldly things. And when we're involved in the world, the time is not right to contemplate HaKadosh Baruch uh, You've got to do your business. You've got to do your job. And doing one's business and job, there's no room to contemplate, to reflect. You just need to do what you're doing. So he says, but if a person has what I'll call a successful tefillah and they walk away from shul and from davening with the rishimu, they will be able to then awaken a closeness to God out in the world without contemplating, without a reflection, because the path has already been opened, it's already there. All we're doing is just drawing on it. As a result of the impression that was made on our heart when the Shekhinah rested on us when we davened and we had an illuminated consciousness. So, you know, sometimes if you... Um, it's like preparing the Neiros, you know, before Shabbos, if you your wife's candles. So the idea there is that you set them up and then you light the wick and then you put it out. So when she goes to light her Shabbos candles, all she has to do is touch it with the match and boom. Because once you've made the wick and you've burned it and it's charred, it's very easy to light. 
So that's it, that's this idea. You go through all of this unload at the time of feel in order to light the kindle the flame, the Vakus Tashem Then all you have to do during the course of the day is just get back to it for a moment, just touch it and it lights. And that's the idea here. That person will say, I, I don't, I'm not able to be misboning. I'm in the middle of, you know, pre pre preparing my tax return or, you know, cutting my cabinet to a certain size. You know, how can I think about God's greatness? i got to concentrate on my work. Well, in those situations, if the tefillah made a deep impression, we don't have to deeply concentrate. we just got to touch the experience that we had in davening and it comes right out. Uh, he's going to tie this into our mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. So now, the Pasuk describes a menorah, and it says, Ad ad Literally, it's thigh, or it's center piece, and it's prachin, it's decorations. They're all one piece of gold. Yerecha, what does it mean it's thigh? Yerech means thigh. Mora al bechinas ha-hester. Shehu kolam yane olam hazeh. That refers to our involvement in this world, which is a world of things being hidden. God's presence is hidden. V'kidrash has chazal al chamukeh. I thought that was Yerechayich. That your, uh, your thighs are chamukim. I forgot what that word means. Ma yerech b'seser, just as a thigh is in is considered hidden, so too this shall be hidden. It might be talking about divrei Do you remember anybody? Your thigh is hidden, so too. Oh, the Torah is hidden. The Torah is talking about. Under the bear, is that what it is? And that they're hidden in that way. Is that what you think it is, Yeah? Okay, Shkosh. So it's talking about a thigh being a hidden place. A person's thigh is, is covered. And they say that just as the thigh is covered. So here, too, the yerech of the menorah, the thigh, it refers to our involvement in the world where Hashem's presence is hidden, when we're involved in the physical world. Porcha, or pircha, its flowers is like the word to flower, to blossom, and actually lifroach, to fly. Mora albechinas ahava v'yira, that refers to love and awe, hamiskala be'is hatfila, which are revealed to us when we got daven. Shehem habechinos gadfin, they are called wings. The emotions that we experience during tefillah are wings. Sha'ayadam porchis la'ila, that with those wings we can soar and fly upward. So the yerech is the hidden relationship with God in the physical world, and pircha refers to the emotions that help us to fly upward. And the Pasuk is coming to teach us that these two things have to be miksha from one piece. Everything equal. Even 
Now this is a big madrega. Says that really a person can come to a point where what they do in the world is equal to what they do in Davani. It's all about his Hashem. Miksha from one piece of beautiful gold. That's if our davening is powerful enough to leave a strong impression on our heart. Then what we do in the world will be connected to what we do in Shul. Now this whole mitzvah, this path in Avodah that we just mentioned, it's emanated to the Jewish people through the concept of Aharon, who lights the menorah. Parenthesis, menorah, morah al-bechinas b'nei Yisrael, the word menorah can allude to the Jewish people. So Aharon lights to, lights up, he illuminates the Jewish people. V'shahu hamam shich bechinas ahava, I think that should be ahava v'yura, or also could be ahava rabba. That the concept of Aaron is that experience which is bringing out love and fear and awe during Davani. As it says, Aaron will carry them, the names of Israel on his two shoulders, Lezikaron. So it's that connection between the experience of Tefillah and bringing out Ava and Yira, that's the idea of Aaron carrying the Shvatim on his shoulders, Lezikaron. That helps Kala Yisrael remember the experience of Tefillah. V'zehu b'ha'aloschas haneros, hinyan halakas haneros mora al-bechinas ha'ava ha'miskala Lighting the candles refers to lighting that source of pure love we have in our heart for Hashem during Davani. That's the idea of lighting the menorah. In such a way, now he ties this in very nicely to the menorah. Even those things that are opposite the face of the menorah, even those things that appear opposed to the menorah, which is what? Shemorah al ha'esek bi'inyane gashmias. The physical world. Involved in the physical, how, how much different than spirituality can you get than schlepping out a living in, phys- in the physical world? So even those things that are mul, that are opposite, peneha menorah, the beautiful lit face of the menorah, those too can be lit up and illuminated. It's interesting because it's such a hard pasuk to teach. El mul peneha menorah. It's a very difficult phrase to translate. Two opposite the face of the menorah. What does that mean? So they say that all the candles, you know, face the middle one. It's still hard to fit it into the shot of the pasuk. This, Alderach is makes much, a lot of sense in pshat. Because it means that which is opposite spirituality, physicality, el mul paneha menorah, will be helped during tefillah. It's interesting because usually when you go into 
Adarach Remez, it floats away from the shot. In this particular case, it seems to go more toward the shot. These physical activities are usually, we look at them as opposing the insights of tefillah. They hide our experiences in tefillah. So now his other question. Why does it say all seven candles should be lit? Should be lit toward the center. Why not six toward the seven? So he says it means all seven shemora abuchinas zayin hamidos. The seven candles of the menorah refer to the seven personality traits of the Jew. All seven of them have to be lit up. Our whole personality to be affected by the tefillah. To be lit, illuminated, as they were when we had a revelation of the Shechina in tefillah. So we shouldn't depart and remove ourselves from God when we are involved in the physical world. As we said before, that comes from the impression left on the heart from the hashras hashchina during that. So that the flame can rise up by itself. Meaning, even though out there in the working world it's not the time for contemplation of God's greatness, it's okay. Just touch it. Shalhevis Ola Me'aleha. You already lit the flame when you dive in chakras. The fire is already burning. It's Ola Me'aleha. It's there in your heart. Just touch it. Machmas has the Koran Shanishar Belibo. Get in touch with that experience of the morning's davening and one's life can be illuminated even as they're working. Unaccounted. Unaccounted. And this is what it means that when it says to light the candles, it uses a lesson of Aliyah to raise up the candles. When we illuminate that inner love that we have within ourselves during davening, so much, so that it lights up our whole personality during tefillah. So much so that the flame will continue to burn by itself when we're involved in the world because the experience has been recorded in your heart. This comes to Kla Yisroh through the Koach of Aaron HaKohen. Zehu Bayaz Kain Aharon. This is what it means, Aharon did that. Lahagid Shavacho Shal Aaron Shaloshina. To teach Aaron's praise that he didn't change a thing. Shahu HaMashpia Bechlolis Yisroh Asher Yihi Yashavim Yurecha Impircha. Aaron's Zechus, it's 
that spiritual force right now in Klai Yisrael that emanates the Koach so that the Yerach and the Perach, that the hidden world of Avodah Hashem in the, in the physical world and the, the soaring, flying world of Tefillah are all one. Ayudei hazikaron shenishar mehatfila tihiyeh hashalhevas olam eoleha. So the concept of not changing shaloshina is this: usually people experience a change from what happens in davening than what happens in the world. We're all mishana here. We're davening, at least we're trying, and out there, we're we're working. We change. Our thoughts change. Our focus changes. So the koach of Aaron is the power of the zechus of Aaron to make tefillah so strong, shaloshina. There's no change between this world and that world. It's all one, mikshoachat. And he says that's the koach of Aaron coming, which is present even to this day. Shashalheves That as long as we get in touch with that out there in the world, it will rise by itself. Now, I mean, it's pretty clear, to me anyway, that the experience of tefillah that he's talking about is one that most people don't have. I mean, what an experience that it's so strong that you can tap into it you know, three hours later, five hours later, out there, whatever you're doing, it's there in your heart. You just gotta tap into the experience and that fire, that flame of the complete personality being illuminated by the Shekinah, Shemot Esrei, comes right out. So I think that we have a ways to go before we experience the Koach of Tefillah that makes such a strong Rishima. But it's a beautiful goal to try and reach to, and it would help us a lot in, in the outside world, quote-unquote. It wouldn't be the outside world anymore, it would be HaKol B'Shavah, it would all be a oneness. Bruce, had a comment? I, I'm just thinking that, that but the beauty of it, I mean, the whole time you were learning this, I realized, uh, you know, I, I'm going through my mind is, is I'm nowhere near there at all. I, I experienced the same thing, so. <laughs> but at the same, the same time, page. you know, first of all, I was enjoying listening to, I was saying to myself, it's such a tourist thing. You know, the, the way to look at, at dealing with the world, you know, not getting yourself away from the world. This is really, you know, trying, you know, you want to raise up the world, but here it's talking about doing the tefillah, that the preparation, the hachana for the day is, starts with tefillah, starts with, our, you know, our, our first thing that we're doing, or trying to get close to God, and the carrying it on. So yet, you know, even though I, I said to myself that it's I know we're there, and at first, like, you know, I could actually feel almost a little depression setting in for a second, and then it was gone, because in one sense, we can, I believe, take this and use it every day, because, um, you know, maybe we can't get it to that Mandrago, but the, the idea that the opening's there, and that we, we just need right. to, uh, you know, the first thing we need to do is show up. Right. <laughs> show up at You've been doing very well lately. I know, right? Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, show up and, and do it. So I, I'm not sure that, that the, I think that the connection's there and that we're all touching on it in, in some aspects and hopefully, you know, we can 
remember some things that we said in Tefillah and stuff, because it isn't easy. You know, it, it seems to be separate. I, mean, you know, yeah. I think I told you that my Tefillah is totally rough as on about his grandfather, the legal artist I know. That um, he, after he left Europe, he was in Antwerp for a while, for a number of years. And the, the show that he had there in front of his mukham was a big window. And after davening, uh, some of his Hasidim, this is the son of the Pelioids, said to him, Rebbe, we thought that the Rebbe taught us that you're not supposed to daven with your eyes open in Shema Nasrin. So he said, that's true. So, so why was the Rebbe davening with his eyes open in Shema Nasrin? So he said, when I can tell the difference in Shema Nasrin between my eyes open and my eyes closed, <laughs> didn't even know. Didn't even know what I was doing. say, I also heard from Rabbi Tversky that the Dibre Chaim made Kiddush. That um, a fly walked across his eye. So this is a Madrigan feeling, like you said, Bruce, we're, we're trying to get in the door a little bit there, but that's what could happen. Yeah, uh -huh. it's a, um, he's, he's referring to Fila um, as our, um, our set format. Um, yes. Um, it actually doesn't take that much, that much time throughout the course. So is it wrong to assume that we have like a, a, a hierarchy of types of prayer or types of tefillah that you know, take place during the day and that whether we want to or not, we're sort of tied to that, um, I'm having a hard time expressing with it. But we can't say menchu before a certain time. Right. Day. Correct. Right. So even though we finish shoppers, it's still early in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. But 10 o'clock, 10:30, it's like you know, if I'm feeling something, uh, whether I'm at work or not, or if I witness something, or if it's something special, with, I can't, uh, I can't reach that level. I can't have that that vagus until menchu time comes, and I can say shimon right? I mean, because there are times when, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I feel this, that, and it's nowhere connected to being in show in a minion. Right. right. I hear what you're saying. Okay. So two things. One is that he's, I believe what he's trying to tell us is that come 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, the more powerful and, and complete our tefillah was in chakras, the more we can get back to it. And it's going to last us for for the day. We can actually tap into that experience. It's a there. We didn't leave it behind. Well, we can't That's fix what? it at no. that time because you know what I'm saying. We yeah. can't affix it to our right. hearts or whatever, other than saying a bracha, like if I, if I feel like gratitude or whatever that event might be. Right. And it's like it's not well. Okay, you understand what I'm saying. I it's do. It's not tied to the Shmona Esrei and chakras. 
can't be tied to the medical, which is several hours away. So what do I tie it to? I think that you can tie it to your own personal feeling. That when you feel a moment of wanting to reach out to HaKadosh Baruch that you can say your own words to Hashem. And that way you, you join the of the mandated tefillah b'tzibur to your own personal tefillah, your own precious words to Hashem. So here's the, here's the question. Can that be just as powerful and just as... Yes and no. Yes and right. no. It, okay. it can because a Jew's tefillah can, you know, can change the world. You know, one word with a pure heart could change the world. So Mitzad say yes. But there's also something called Tfila B'tzibur, Dabing with a Ming, that has its own co-op that an individual can't reach. So it's always like that in the Yiddishkeit, that this has something greater than this, and this has something greater than that. And the world is a balance in all these things. Yes, Mike? I have a couple of questions. Uh, just, uh, sure. Lush. Lush. Yeah. What's, what does it mean when he says Lahabim in the first paragraph? Uh, it says Lahabim Mahu Harabusa Allah. Rebusa means a chiddush. Uh-huh. What is the chiddush that Aaron didn't change? If he's a great man, why should he have changed anything? What's the chiddush? Okay. It's like it's like the lesson of Rab, something big. What's the big thing that you're coming to teach me? Mahar yeah. The other the other thing was what's uh, you said that the, like the field has a lot of different things. So I was thinking yeah. uh, and you can tafel is it the same? So I always thought that the connection was where Tafel and Tafel was with a test. Right. But Tess and Tafel were right, related. related. Both, you know, uh, 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 or teeth hole. They're teeth letter. What's that? Death. No. Death. They're palate letter. Palate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's, it's yeah. got to be related. Yeah. Or like teeth hole, like that. No, this, the shirush of that is nafol. Oh, that's nafol. Not so the people would be a, a different okay. conjugation, right? What about like seal, like the, the wick? Is that that's the same tough lamed. The same, the same letter, but different, um, different, different. Um, combination of letters. Well, but oh, it's not tuli. Right. Is also, awesome. Right. right. It is. That's right. why I thought there might be a relation. There could very well be, and there yeah. certainly are a lot of uh, associations between lighting up a wick and davening. Mm-hmm. Some of them that we just, we just saw. So that that natulel kim that means to to join with. Them. Yes, I have I have become close to I become joined with a kaddishkara. Lesson of the vacants. What about the um, in the second column? It says the od aches tzrich adam leishus atzos. Leishus atzos to give atzos to himself. Lashus? To place. It's like let's Oh, okay. okay. It means to, to place eights. To give yourself, try and find a, find a way so that the davening extends from the shoal to the, to the world. There are other pshatim for Naftule Elohim Niftalti, by the way. That's just one of them. Portions say different things there, yeah. What else they say? I don't know offhand. I just know that they say some other things. This idea of preparation, when it talks about in the Parsha, that Aaron got this mitzvah of preparation, 
and then it talks later that the Kohanim says that they prepared, uh, what was it, five at one time, and then they did another avoda, and then they did two others, because they wanted to prolong. So here it is, this, there, there's a real emphasis on preparation in, um, you know, it's, at least it, you know, simply appears to me from there. And I, and I guess, like, you know, this preparation, this tefillah, really is a preparation for the rest of our daily life. It's easy to get caught up with. I gotta get out of here at eight o'clock. I gotta make things happening for work. You know that what I do is really right. the matter. I mean, it's and it's easy to you know. That's like the Ramchal says. It all happens in chakras. The rest of the day just pointing out what happened <laughs> already. That's what the day happens here. You know. Good day, everybody. I should come out.